This podcast was recorded in the morning of August 27th, 2022. Since then, Matt Ariza has been released from the Buffalo Bills. Help is available. National Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-656-4673. On today's episode of the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, Justice will be joining me as we're talking about the Matt Ariza situation that's surrounding the Buffalo Bills community and the team in general. And then we're going to wrap up about talking about the Bills' preseason finale against the Carolina Panthers. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Godwin. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show here on the Buffalo Fanbase Network. Uh, you can find me on Twitter by searching up 2 Changs. Our co-host the one who's been taking over for some time now justin is actually on his honeymoon he's out in hawaii sipping on coconuts and floating in the sea or whatever but i have someone better if not greater than justin no offense justin our guy justin general radford the ceo (laughs) as i like to call him he's he's here on this episode of the water buffalo podcast justin Thank or justice. Sorry, thanks so much for being on the episode. How are you doing today? Of course, man. It's it's always dope to work with you guys. Wondering Buffalo, you're some of my favorite podcasters in the community. So it's just it's awesome to have you guys on the team. Uh, so I'm excited to be here. And Justin, you're you're great. Don't don't let them fool you. You're great, Justin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ju- no, Justin. Justin has been fantastic. I've been so slammed with like life and having like three jobs at the moment just because of like overlap. That he's just really taken on the, the the work of the podcast. So shout out to Justin again. Congrats on getting married. Awesome, congrats, awesome bro. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to you, too, Leanne. I didn't forget about you. <laughs> That's his wife. Um. Anyways, so we're we're gonna just talk quickly about this whole Matt Arise situation. Give like kind of just broadcast, um, pun intended, our opinions about this situation and I'm, I'm just gonna go off this right now or I'm gonna just kick this thing off I do not I feel for Bill's Mafia right it is super uncomfortable to see how this situation kind of came out the news and and everything just from start to finish and start to like right now it's just not great and you know, outsiders who aren't Bills fans probably are are giving us a lot of flack, and I understand like how they feel. And personally, I want him cut. It's just, it's nothing. It, it it's just bad, right? It's just like we gotta wash our hands of the situation. It's not good. You remember when the Giants just Justice uh, had that kicker Rosas, I think. Who, yep. Yeah, with the whole domestic violence thing. That and, was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Was there like that? Were those just allegations before? No. Well, oh, that was. I don't know. I think there were allegations, but the allegations were absolutely horrific. And it was like you, you kind of have to. Like it, it was yeah. talking about like he was beating his wife and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. And I'm not saying like this is the more evil than the other person, but I, I, you know, they're comparable. Honestly. Yeah. It's just like yeah. okay, if they cut for this then shouldn't we cut for that that's kind of like 
the Pythagorean theorem, a squared plus b squared, <laughs> shouldn't that equal c squared? Right, like, you know, for sure. um, I, I don't really know how you feel about this situation. I, I know you're more involved and have a, a better understanding of the temperature of, you know, Bill's community through Twitter. So I don't know if you can bring some light on uh, how the community is feeling. Well, I mean, so the community is a little, uh, I won't even say divided because it's not. It, it's, there's mm-hmm. like a, maybe a sprinkle of people that are saying like, oh, you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt or whatever the case may be. But um, for me personally, I I am completely aware that because of people's status, football player, money, all that stuff, that sometimes people try to take advantage of them and, mm-hmm. and you know, get one over on them. Mm-hmm. If you read the details in this story, that goes completely Horrific. out of your mind. Like there is, I, I, I wasn't there. I'm not going to pretend I know what happened, mm-hmm. but I don't like. You need to figure this out before you should be able to play football again, right? Oh because yeah. Because if if you're as innocent as you claim, or whatever the case may be, then one two years off of football isn't going to hurt you, right? Right. You figure this out, but you need to be innocent before i'm ever gonna root for you like oh, hearing yeah. about something like that it, like and and i'm with you like cut them there's no reason that we should even be in this situation especially mm-hmm. over a rookie punter like i don't care how good you are mm-hmm. uh this this just doesn't sit well with me uh i do appreciate the fact that he didn't have on any bills apparel uh, in yesterday's game. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I, I I said that on Twitter. I was saying that people were like, you know, do you think they're going to have him punt tonight? I was like, completely honest. I don't think he should play. I don't think he should be dressed. I don't think he should wear anything mm. of Bill's relation. And if he wants to watch the game, he should watch it from the stands to be completely honest. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I do look forward to hearing more about the situation and I pray to God that he is, this is not true. I pray yeah. to God that he's innocent. And not just because I want to have this punter on my team. I pray to God that he's innocent because nobody deserves to go through that. Like, right. That's and, awful. Yes, yes. And I, I, I completely agree with you, Justice. I'm thinking about this not only from his perspective because, well, let, let, let's be honest. Like, he's he's a young football player who's, if he makes his team in general, he's, he's, gonna, he's an instant millionaire, yeah. even as a kicker, right? Yep. But I'm thinking about this from the victim perspective and just you assume that everything is true. Like, this, this is terrible, right? You just see your your the violator just kind of, like, go on in life and then you're just kind of, like, there. Yeah. You know, just you dealing with, with that forever. Yeah, so I, I, I completely agree. And to my understanding, it's like, okay, the NFL can't do anything about it. They can't intervene whatsoever simply because this happened before he was drafted and the bills didn't know any of this when they drafted him this came out what it's a it's couple saturday. months ago well it came out to the public saturday yeah. uh apparently the bills had information on it a couple months ago but for what okay. i what i from i don't obviously have all the answers i'm not brandon bean or sean mcdermott but mm-hmm. from my understanding they only had certain pieces of it. Yes. And yes. Thank you. So I assume that is from the perspective of Areza and his his you know attorneys. And then when you hear the other side of things, you're like, what the hell? Right. Yes. And I'm glad that you brought that up because 
this brings me into the Sean McDermott post-game presser. He just he lays it out there, right? Right off the bat, he's like, I, we're very disturbed about everything. Like, we're, we just want to find the truth. And he's, he is just putting it out there, just saying, we want to find the truth. And he said specifically, and I watched this post-game interview very, very late because I had company over. And I, and I wrote this down in, like, chicken scratch because, like, I knew I wanted to say this. And that McDermott learned more about the situation. And he said this. He learned more when the news broke out to the public about Ariza's situation. And he said, like, I didn't know that side or this side. He didn't allude, allude to exactly what he didn't know, but you could tell that it was, you know, a good nugget of information right. that he was, like, he was kind of taken back. And obviously that played a role into him not playing and everything and the whole situation's a mess, and um, yeah, like, like I said, the NFL can't do anything in terms of suspension, but the Bills organization can uh, intervene, such as suspending Ariza or cutting him. So I, I promise you that uh, mo- most, if not all, Bills Mafia is clamoring to cut this uh, young man uh, from the team, and rightfully so. It's... I've seen people try to draw parallels with this situation and the Deshaun Watson thing, and it's I, I see where you're coming from, but it's not the same. It, it it's not. So I'm I'm just gonna <clears throat> put that out there, and I don't know if you want to speak to that um, that at all. But it, it, to me, the situations are not the same because we didn't specifically acquire him knowing that information. Right. Exactly. So. And and that's exactly what I was gonna say. I would give. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott the benefit of the doubt only mm-hmm. because I mean we've seen his his you know representation post things saying that he wasn't there that night you know so if mm-hmm. I'm coming from the perspective or thinking from the perspective of a Sean McDermott or a Brandon Bean and this player and his representation are telling me you know oh there's a little situation but you know he wasn't there that night we have proof he wasn't there or whatever whatever and you're hearing things that you wanted they're telling you things you want to hear and you're like, oh, okay, fine. All right, you know, I'll take a chance on them. And then you hear the other side. And I think that is where the whole disturbance, you know, and, and Brandon Bean's, I'm sorry, and Sean McDermott's voice comes from mm-hmm. how uncomfortable and how emotional he was in, in the, oh. the press conference. You know, uh, it, I think it comes from that because I don't think that those details were made privy to them before, you oh, know. Yeah. And, you know, you read all that out loud and this kid who you've, you've been spending the last few months with they are literally in training camp packed together so you get to know people pretty intimately mm-hmm. and this kid that you've grown to care for who you've now made the starter of your team and then you find out that he's potentially a predator and that's just gotta be i can't imagine like somebody yeah who, you know who you believe in and and they you know could could have potentially done something like this it, it has to be rough you know so my i mean i'm i really feel more bad for those guys i don't feel bad for matareza until there's a reason to feel bad for him you know mm-hmm. um i i honestly think he should have been cut as soon as that came out oh, but yeah. you know i i understand that they want to you know they want to at least try to stick behind their guys and it's commendable to a degree um, but I just don't think that this specific situation is worth it when you combine yeah. 
even from a football perspective, and I'm sorry, this would be my last point. Even from a football perspective, mm-hmm. a rookie punter is not worth this situation. Yeah. So no. Yeah, it's. Yeah, not not to like downplay the severity of the situation, but we're we're talking about a punter here, like, <laughs> right, right, like, it just, I mean, Matt Barkley kicked a 55, 55 yard punt. I mean, granted, he knuckleballed it, but like. I mean, if you can get a third-string quarterback to fill in and do that. It did like, the job. Yeah, you got the number yeah. one defense. You don't need a crazy Yeah, punter. we ain't punt. And we on. don't punt often, exactly. Right? Come so, on, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Stick around, and then uh, when we come back, Justice and I will talk about uh, the Bills preseason finale. Stick around. Hey, this is Bills Vader. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Justice and I are going to wrap up this episode by talking about the Bills' preseason finale um, against the Carolina Panthers here. We got shut out, a score of 21-0. to zero. Uh, You know, definitely not the most impressive game by the Bills. You know, we, we trot out the second and third team against their starters. And I, I think Sam Darnold, like their third-string quarterback, when, when did he come in, like the third? Or something like that, or like almost at the tail end of the second. Um, so, yeah, he did get injured, and then they threw in their like fourth string or third string quarterback. So, so yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it, it was a game to forget for sure. It wasn't like the most impressive things, but definitely some good nuggets of information out there. Um, so, I, I I thought that. There were some good takeaways, some players that I personally had my eyes on uh, specifically to look out for when this game was uh, unraveling. But uh, before we get into that, Justice, who, how did you feel about this game? What are some key takeaways that you got from it? And um, what, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I only got to see like glimpses of it, uh, mm-hmm. a couple pieces because I was at a wedding. But I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I really do think the the whole Matt Arraza thing was like a dark cloud over the team. Oh my god! Yeah, I I think we could have spanked the Panthers starters. If I'm oh, being yeah. completely honest, mm-hmm. um, I think our backups could have spanked their starters. And uh, yeah, so that sucked. Also, Boogie Basham wearing number fifty five. I don't like that. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, dude. I looked at. I was like, who is? I was like, right. whoa. And then he jumped offsides. Yeah, he jumped. He had to jump offsides on like a third and whatever. And I was like, come on, yeah. dude. Unless you're gonna channel the energy of Jerry Hughes, I don't like that. So yeah. that is yeah. one thing that I very much dislike. Um, you know, Raheem Blackshear. That guy's yeah. he's a player. Uh, I really like Isaiah Hodgins. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I'm not even answering the question that you asked. No, no, you're good, you're good. You keep rolling. I was like, you know, I was gonna go like by position group, and we'll just talk about it. But I like, I like shooting from the hip. Yeah, so exactly. keep keep it going. Same. Yeah. Um, I I feel as though this game was kind of just like they were just like, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they weren't really putting their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there was a lot of uh, surrounding circumstances. There was not a ton of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like somebody punching you right in the stomach before you uh, go into a boxing match, right? Knocking all right. the air out of you. Oh. Um, and so, I, 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 you know, I was really disappointed 
when I remember that there's a week off between preseason and the regular season week one. Mm-hmm. Now I'm happy. I'm kind of glad that we get a week to recuperate yeah. and kind of come together and get our, our minds right. Um, we and, play the Rams. Like, week yeah. one, we need Super to get Bowl our champions. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, I, I'm going to just start with, like, the quarterbacks. Uh, I know you mentioned some other players, but, y- you know, first off, Matt Barkley punter man that guy <laughs> i'll take yeah, I know. it you get a roster yeah. spot too i'll take yeah. it yeah you you, you kind of kill two birds with one stone backup backup quarterback and backup punter and there you go i mean worst worst things could happen and it's funny because like he wasn't planning on punting if i'm not mistaken like the bills just kind of walked up to him like uh, before the game was like hey can you punt and he was like uh sure why not <laughs> And he did a very admirable job for just a somewhat athletic white dude. So, so I'll I'll give it to him. Um, Case Keenum, man, he he did what he could, and same thing with Matt Barkley. the The line that was put in front of him, I don't even know how they didn't get obliterated the entire time, um, just because it was it, it was filled with some like second third stringers i mean the second string isn't that bad but like the third string when when they got put in it was it was kind of rough against like the the carolina starters and second stringers i did notice that um this is the funniest i thought this was so funny uh what's his name steve tasker Steve Tasker struggled on the on the mic last night, but uh, that's okay. He's he's allowed to struggle on the mic. But he was say it was it was like one of those timely things that happens on Sunday night. Go like, oh, he hasn't missed a field goal, and then missed a field goal, or you know, he's doing really good interceptions, stuff like that. He they talk about Bobby Hart, like you know, he's been refocused. He's been doing real good. They traded away Cody Ford, and he's got his mind right. And then the Panthers run a stunt. Spencer Brown picks his man up, and then Cody, or I'm sorry, excuse me, um, Bobby Hart lets this guy just run right by him and just sack Case Keenum straight in the face. I'm like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> they are not um, making Steve look good. <laughs> I know, I know. It was just one of those timely things that I thought was funny, but, you know, that's, I thought the offensive line for what was put it together, they don't have a whole lot of continuity, right? Um, because you'll never trot out just the third team and just the second team. You just want to plug and play when you have to with like the lower tier, your reserves. And I thought they did very well considering that. And I thought the quarterbacks did as good as they could with the weapons and the line they have in front of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And especially when you consider it's the preseason um, there, I feel like everything went against the Bills tonight. It was like starters versus second stringers and third stringers. You know, uh, the extra circumstances. You were away. Um, you know, the you so the you don't lightning have delay. Energy. Yeah, it, it, it was everything really. This was just like, uh, you know, a really really bad night. It was like a perfect storm of negativity <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills and I'd much yeah. rather have that happen in the third preseason game than just about any other game in the year. Yeah. So I'm I'm not too upset. Mm-hmm. I have to go out and and watch, rewatch the game just so I can see how all the players did and you know uh who who will talk about it and write about it and whatnot. But um I am excited to see what because I so when I look at this roster, I look at our wide receivers. 
You got Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, and those are really the only three that I'm like totally mm-hmm. sure about. Right. Oh yeah. Um Khalil Shakir looks like a guy. And oh, yeah. I'd be comfortable. He's got with a spot. Him. Yeah. I, I think he's got a spot. Crowder, I feel like he's a lot, but I don't know if he should be. I don't know. Um and then you you know, you got your Kumaro Hodgins. I'm I'm partial to Hodgins a little bit because I think you know, him and Gabriel Davis came in at the same time and they were so close and, mm-hmm. you know, you heard all the great things about them together and Gabriel Davis looks like a potential superstar now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, we can see what we get from Isaiah Hodgins. I feel like we already know what we're going to get from, from Kumaro. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would like to see us take a chance on Hodgins, you know? Yeah, I, I think, so you, you want to swap out Hodgins for Kumaro. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I would rather have Crowder than Kumaro. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if uh, Hodgins has. I know he's ramped up a lot more special teams uh, this off season than he did in the past. So he, that that definitely makes him more appealing. Because I, I believe Brandon Bean said, like, "Hey, we're always if it's close, we're going to select the guy with more." Uh, more tools in his box, right? It's not just like a one-trick pony who can only play offense. Um, in this in this specific instance, if we're just talking about Hodgins versus Kumaro, Kumaro, like, although he can play offense, you don't want to trot Kumaro out there if you if you don't have to, right? Like we this wide receiver uh, core for the team is so deep, it's like we don't need to put him out there if we don't have to. Now that being said, in most recent years, Hodgins was more of like, "Hey, yeah, I'm I'm a wide receiver," but he never played special teams. This offseason, yes, he's played more special teams, and he's been doing really good from what I from what I'm hearing and from what I saw last night. He got plugged in for Tanner Gentry when he got hurt, and um, you know, hope speedy recovery, Tanner. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's gonna make the team, unfortunately. Uh, well, for depending on how you look at it, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever. But I thought Hodgins did pretty good in his place. He had a crazy catch behind someone's head. Um, he had and like some back-to-back ones. I thought he looked pretty good with the time that he could accumulate on the field. But the only reason why he was in or he was on the field at that time is because someone got hurt, which tells me like, hey, he was below the pecking order of a Tanner Gentry. And if I wasn't confident in a Tanner Gentry, where does that put Isaiah Hodgins, yeah. <laughs> right in their yeah, order? Right. So I'm just I'm just trying to like use some uh, reasoning in my head. Like, all right, I love Isaiah Hodgins, but he didn't even start the game. Like it was Kumar out there first, and then Tanner Gentry, then Hodgins. So you know what I think. Yikes. I think there might be a method to the madness there because you know kumaro is kind of not a name but uh people do recognize him from the whole aaron Rodgers thing where you know blah 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 and i think i don't know if you can sneak him onto the practice squad off waivers like people are are gonna pick him up i don't know if that's necessarily true with isaiah hodgins i think he could sneak you could sneak him past waivers and put him back on the practice squad but giants man they're they're like, this is shame. true. I totally forgot about. It. Yeah, that's true. He's gonna be like word. Yeah, bring him he, in. He, so he took <laughs> all of our old players. All right. Um. So I want to ask you about mm-hmm. the running back room. 
right? Yes, I was just about to. Yes, yeah. you and I, man. <laughs> so <laughs> what? What is your fifty-three man running running back room look like? Right. So you got you got Singletary. I think Taiwan Jones obviously makes it. He's just. I mean, it's interesting that Taiwan was your second running back pick. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not. In, I love in it. Not, no, I love it like... because I think that means you're about to say what I think you're about to say, and if you do, I'm going to be happy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I wasn't doing it in any specific order. I was just like trying to remember everyone in my head, and I was like, all right. Uh, so Devin Singletary, he's he's definitely the lead back. No, no doubt in my mind. Even though we the Bills take the running back by committee approach i still think he's like their guy he's the first one to get out there so him taiwan jones for his special uh special plays ability he, like brandon beans called him an ace on special teams i think he's out there i see now this is where things get a little interesting james cook obviously he's a second round pick you're not going to cut your second round pick and then you you have so many people battling for the third spot which, you know, fan favorite Raheem Blackshear, undrafted free agent. He's been looking great. He's been honestly really impressing me. You got Duke Johnson, Zach Moss, and uh, Zach Moss didn't even play in this game. And I think he's going to make this team. So my fourth is going to be Zach Moss. And the reason why I'm saying that, again, is because Sean McDermott said leading into this game, most starters are not going to to play in this game not saying they view zach moss as a starter but, a but they view the him yeah they don't want anything to happen to him so i think they're preserving him you saw him and singletary standing off on the side just kind of like not in non-pads just wearing their jersey just with like earbuds in kind of like what you and i are doing i think those are the four that are going to make it so blackshear duke johnson and um i don't know if there's another running back maybe maybe i'm I think that's it. I think they're I think they're gonna be cut. So I I get that. And it it makes sense for them to not play Zach Moss because he's already made the team. You don't mm-hmm. really need to see anything more out of him. You already know he's gonna be on the team. Or or <laughs> they might have not played him because they don't want him to get injured. I knew you were gonna go here. <laughs> you want? No, I, I want to keep Blackshear. I really do. I think he brings something different to the running back room. He's and, like a younger Taiwan Jones, in my so, opinion. So, like, I, I just feel like, Zach, but with more running ability. Zach Moss to me is a little redundant to Devin Singletary, and I think mm. Devin Singletary is better. And then if you ask me who do I want on the field, if Devin Singletary is not on the field, it certainly isn't Zach Moss, it's James Cook. Mm. Dude, Johnson looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, Blackshear Dude, Johnson, pretty, man. Yeah, he looked really good. He so, looked like he had a good game last night, so, even after he come back from getting hurt. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I just feel like Zach Moss is kind of the odd man out, if that makes sense. I feel yeah. like he does a little bit of what everybody else does really, really well, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, and you know, he doesn't really play on special teams. And not, I mean, that's, that's not to say that Devin Singletary doesn't play special teams, but to your point, again, Singletary is the clear better running back. So it's like, I don't know, and you got the draft pick pedigree for Cook. They're good, they're good. Tyron Jones, 
he's a he's 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 so, making the team. Yeah. There's no way he's not making the team. It's and really between watching get cut, and I'd be like, well, there I go. Like, <laughs> it's really between Blackshear, uh, Johnson, Johnson, and, and and Moss. Really, yeah. are two of those guys are probably going to get cut, but I think they might be able to see Blackshear onto the, the uh, practice squad, and I think they'll probably do yeah. that. That um, would be the best outcome, in my opinion. Just get Blackshear on the on the on the uh, practice squad. Let's move on to the tight ends because that was an area that I really really wanted to focus on specifically. Uh, AJ or not AJ OJ <laughs> OJ Howard <laughs> not AJ. Jeez, what, what am I talking about? OJ Howard and Tommy Sweeney and who am I forgetting? I know his name. I can see it right now. Austin Knox, OJ Howard, Tommy Sweeney. And oh god, I'm, I'm gonna look. Quentin Morse. Yes, Quentin Morse. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm looking at those, no, those uh, three: the Morris, Morris Sweeney, and how I've heard a lot of good things about Morris. Yeah, he's he looked good, and if I'm being honest, from just that game, the game that they said, you know, you if you play well, this could basically get you a roster spot. I. I really felt like, from a fan perspective, that Morse was popping out a little bit more than anyone else. I didn't feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't feel like OJ did anything personally, and maybe that's just because I wasn't he he didn't pop out to me. I I thought Morse did more in general, so I I really liked what he did, but I don't have to make this difficult decision. And in terms of finance, the Bills have no no fiscal reason to part ways with OJ Howard unless they can trade him. But I, I mean, so for me, the only thing about that is I agree with you. Um, but I think Tommy Sweeney has had a lot of opportunity to mm-hmm. like, you know, show that he can be beneficial to this offense and he doesn't always take advantage of those opportunities, you know, just mm-hmm. drop some passes, you know, miss a couple of blocking assignments, things like that. And then, you know, they have to pull him. And I think that was a really big reason as to why they went out and got O.J. Howard, um, because they didn't necessarily believe Tommy Sweeney could be that, you know, T.E. too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if not for anything else, they might have O.J. Howard on the field to be just more of that veteran presence. You know, just just, just mm-hmm. to be a little safety valve for Josh. You know, hey, you know, you you don't you can't see anybody downfield. OJ Howard, number eight, is right there, four yards downfield, and he can mm-hmm. get seven yard game on his completion, uh, et cetera. But Morris can do that as well. Yeah. So uh, I I would like to see more of Morris. I really would. if if Morris could get like the same opportunities that Tommy Sweeney has gotten in these last two years. I feel like he probably would take more advantage of it and probably would be more a net positive for yeah. our offense. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I mean, like I said, these these are some difficult decisions, and this just shows you how deep this team is. And I feel like, I mean, the Bills have gone to the playoffs four out of the past five years, right? So, like, for me, it's just it, I feel like I'm starting to be a broken record when I say, hey, this is what happens when you have a deep team. But, yeah, like, facts. this is what happens when you have a deep team. Like, these are difficult decisions and good problems to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, 
this is why Brandon B gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, let's let's quickly transition over to the defense. Uh, defensive line. I I got a I man, you know, one person who jumped out, Shaq Lawson, in all the right ways. He he looked he it looked like vintage Shaq Lawson for the Buffalo Bills. He looked pretty good, and that was in again that just shows you that the Bills see him as not a starter, but he played against the Carolina starters, and he was doing good work. So shout out to Shaq Lawson. I thought he was doing pretty good, and they gave him and he's on a veteran minimum contract too. So like that is great return on investments for Brandon Bean. Now someone who I saw who didn't necessarily pop out. I mean, no one else really popped out on the defensive line to me except for Boogie Basham, and I mean that in a slightly bad way. Like, that offsides penalty, and there were just some times where he he couldn't track down his man. I I, I thought that Boogie still had showed that he needs some time to develop into who who he needs to become, and... It's it's not all there yet, and if I'm being honest, I I think it's a battle between Shaq Lawson, Boogie Basham for that. You know, not not saying that we're gonna cut Boogie Basham, but I'm just saying in a pecking order, mm. I think they're battling for the fifth or sixth spot. You know, who's gonna jump ahead, leapfrog the other person on that tier list? And I I, I gotta say, just based off that game, Shaq Lawson looked looked like the part. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking to uh, Coach Mookie Hawkins, and you know, Mookie. during the, yeah during the beginning of, of training camp, he was talking about how Shaq Lawson was, you know, bleeding his team in sacks. He was the most volatile dog in the entire. Like he was awesome, and so that doesn't surprise me. Um, and when you also take a look at Shaq Lawson's history. He was with the Buffalo Bills, drafted here from Clemson, you know, having championship mm-hmm. pedigree. Uh, coming to Buffalo Bills, he he was along for the ride of the transition from, like, you know, 17-year embarrassment of a team, of a franchise, of an organization, mm-hmm. to now being one of the best-run organizations in league history. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you brought that up, and I'm just going to interrupt real quick. When Sean McDermott came over to the Buffalo Bills – I'm pretty sure, now correct me if I'm wrong, that Shaq Lawson was like the only holdover from the Rex Ryan. Uh, Jerry Hughes and Shaq Lawson. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle Williams. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right? And then everyone else got flipped, basically. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Everybody else. Like, nobody else from that team. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, Shaq Lawson. And then he had a, a the, the good season, which is where the things started turning for the Bills. I was Josh Allen's second year. You know, people were like, oh, the Bills are decent. You know, we'll see what they can do. We ended up going like 10 and 6, I think. And yep. Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips both had good years. Yep. And they both went out and got their money, $30 million and et cetera, et cetera. And, it, you know, I get more it. power to you. Right, Exactly. Go but get the bag. At the same time, I don't think they were happy in Miami and Arizona, respectively. You know, yeah. I, I think that they were just like Buffalo's home on to yeah. a degree, you know. And so when they came back, even and Mookie, he asked Jordan Phillips, just like, how does it feel to be home? And Jordan was like, you said it, it. I'm back home, you know. Yeah. And so Shaq Lawson is back now where he had a breakout season, you know, that year it was 2019, I believe it was. 
couple of years ago, we'll say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, some time he, ago, <laughs> he had that season where he knows he can do this. He knows he can do it at a high level, right? Yeah. Um, he seems so juiced up last night. Right. Too. Exactly. I love that I energy he, that they bring. I think he's happy, or I think they're both glad to be back in this mm-hmm. atmosphere. You know, with this family uh, that they're comfortable with, and the city they're comfortable with, and they may not be making the most money in the world, but. I think uh, it does something different for your morale when you're able to play at a high level with people around you who are making you better. Yeah, they wanted to go to the best situation, and I think they uh, were like, "Yeah, the fun." I mean, realistically, if you get what, what's like the better minimum, like a million something or something. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but like, I don't know. At the top of it's my a head, lot yeah. of money. It's a lot of it's <laughs> right. game changing money. <laughs> a lot for us like, regular people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you, they got the veteran veteran minimum." What? What are they peasants? Like, bro. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like that's a lot of money in my opinion. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's move on to the defensive backs here, and I I gotta say, I thought that Kyler Kyir I'm sorry, Kyir Elam did very good. He's, he had that pass breakup very early on yeah. against number 17 of the well, Panthers, that, that who's a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. I thought I didn't see any penalties from him, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did get banged up just slightly uh, because I when they panned over to him on the sideline, he was grabbing his like lower quad, but I, I'd imagine it's like a contusion or like a light bruise, but mm-hmm. it, like, he's, he's fine. Um, and then Baker Mayfield kind of, you know, accidentally knocked into him. And then Baker tried, like, apologizing to Kyrie, and he was like, he slapped his hand away. He's like, no, get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to remember that kind of thing. I like so that. I, I, like I, like I like the chip. I like the chip. I thought Christian Benford did very well as, because I, I didn't see anything really tossed over his way. So I'm just going to assume coverage yeah. was good. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Bills Mafia. Drop a comment. You know, we love all the discussions and uh, input. So please feel free to join the discussion at any point, any way, somehow. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought he did very, very good. Um, in both both cornerbacks in this game. I, I don't know if you want to comment on any of their performances before we transition to safety, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just look at Kyrie Elam. I look at Christian Benford. And I think we're going to be okay. You know, I think that Shadavius White being out is going to sting a bit. And of mm-hmm. course, it's an all pro cornerback being gone. Then, you know, you, you should be stinging. You should be hurting. Um, and I, I, but I do think that, you know, those guys are going to be able to hold the fort down when you consider that you already have Dane Jackson, who mm-hmm. has played at a high level in this league already as a starter. Oh, yeah. He got thrusted in, too. Yeah, exactly. Teron Johnson, who plays at a high level consistently mm-hmm. already in this league as a as a starter in the nickel corner. And, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so uh, real quick, only, only I just want to, like, I think Christian Riffer was a complete accident, not an accident, because I think they did scout and saw that he was, because I saw his tape and I was his like, his IQ is good. Crazy. Right. Yeah. He's a ball hawk. He's all over the place. And he hits. So I could see that Christian Bufford was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this good, this quick, but I saw it. Mm. Um, but I don't think they expected him to be this good, this quick. I think they were just like, we need a contingency plan for Tredavious White for the first maybe, you know, 10 weeks you know, mm-hmm. when, when you when you factor in that he has to heal from the injury and then get his footing when he comes back, you're yeah. still going to need to ease him into the game. Now you have two studs 
you know, two rookie studs who, of course, they're probably going to need some, you know, uh, some uh, adjusting, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I think, you know, once week two, week three comes by and they're, you know, entrenched into the league and they, they you know, the game slows down for them a little bit, I think yeah. we're going to be good to go. For sure, for sure. And I just forgot to mention Cam Lewis out there. I, I think he was covering a tight end, or maybe it was Jaquan Johnson. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I think I think one of them struggled covering the tight end, and you just see the size difference with Tommy Tremble and when he was guarding him. But like one one of them got barrel rolled over, and I I think I think it was Cam Lewis. I think he got hurled over too. I I yeah I I think he had a rough go today. So I I I don't foresee him necessarily making the team after uh that outing but uh it is what it is let's uh let's talk about the safeties here quickly i i thought they did fine uh for the most part uh yeah i i don't really i don't really have too much to say but i will say this about the defense in general i felt like they were doing pretty good for the most part against the carolina starters i mean they really did lock them they did pretty good considering their second team going against starters. Uh, I just mentioned that, but I will say they got caught with some misdirection. Like, oh, <clears throat> we are gonna go all the way this way, make you read till your left, but then we're gonna turn back to the right, and they got burned for that a couple times. Uh, I will mention that uh, Christian Benford. They went right after him, back to back plays to start the game, and he gave up two in uh, completions. But you know, it is what it is. He's a rookie linebacker, and after that, I I don't really think I saw too much. Were you aim. talking about Terrell Bernard? Terrell Bernard. What did I say? Christian Benford? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, Terrell <laughs> Bernard. Yeah, back-to-back. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, after after those two completions, I don't really think they went after him a little bit, and then he shot up the middle to sack a, or tackle the running back for a loss after the back-to-back completion. So linebackers, safeties, solid. Nothing great, nothing bad got the whole team defense in general kind of got burned by some misdirections yeah i mean these guys are young players who aren't expected to be playing up against people who are superstar yes let me not say superstars but starters in this league um you know they're they're not quite there yet so i don't hold too much weight to it but i will say i'm very impressed by demar encouraged yes jaquan johnson uh terrell bernard looks good Balon Specter also yes, looks yes. good. Yes, thank you for bringing him up. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm really encouraged, to, uh, you know, with how our back seven looks and the depth of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really encouraged. I need to see the defensive line in action before I start goo goo gagaing over them because I thought that our defensive line was going to be good last year and they weren't. Mm-hmm. So I need to see them put in production before I can take that step as far as the back seven i have super supreme confidence in them as well as the depth mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i i completely agree i am very encouraged by this defensive front line but to your point i just i need to see it in action right we really really need to see it in action and this is like what brandon beans like third or fourth year throwing resources draft picks all that stuff into this defensive line something has to work eventually so hey we'll we'll see what we'll see what what comes but uh uh other than that do you have anything else you want to talk about justice before we get out of here 
Um, I want to say that my heart, my prayers, it goes out with, you know, all victims of any sexual abuse or anything mm. like that, period. Uh, that is the most horrific uh, act in the world. Um, and I, it, it, it really sucks that us as football fans who we do this stuff because we love it. We have to take times out of our day to to contemplate and think about and talk about people who can't compose themselves and uh that that is really discouraging it really sucks but uh my thoughts and prayers are with anybody who's ever had to deal with anything like that and uh yeah i hope that situation gets mended like yesterday as soon as possible yeah yeah that that was very well said justice so thank you and i appreciate your comment there uh i mean just to kind of build off of it piggyback on it if you will this has been a hard off season for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Right off the bat, you know, we're just talking like the Bills. Oh, 13 seconds, right? Like the Bills lost, could have could have gone all the way, but 13 seconds. And then we get Von Miller. So we're on the rise. And then, you know, the tragic thing with yeah. like, the Tops community happens and Buffalo's like in shambles. Right. And then this pops up. And right, it's just like we were on the rise now we're just kind of like on the low and we need to get back up. focus yeah and get yeah like it, it's it's been a rough off season truly has and for not for just for like it's it's just been a rough off season emotionally for fans and even if you're not a fan just people in general who care for those vulnerable populations because they are vulnerable populations and they were targeted in these horrific ways and it, it's just unfortunate so I yeah I, I want to echo what you said thoughts prayers and I wish and hope everything that the truth comes out so um, we can rectify and not we but like the appropriate people can rectify the situation and then we can all like uh effectively ruminate on it in a positive way um but yeah so justice thanks for joining the pod um in justin's uh you know slacking off somewhere in hawaii drinking coconuts and whatnot lazy pizza no i know unbelievable (laughs) well why don't you tell the people where they can find you i know that everyone who's listening to the spot probably knows you but uh, you know do it anyway just do it oh man uh yeah so buffalo fan base of course please go support the youtube the uh facebook twitter instagram uh we're up to 600 subscribers on youtube already Hey. So that's really cool. Thank um, you. Yeah, and um, yeah, Justice for All, now Thursdays at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, First Round by Fridays at 9 p.m. And Sunday in February, new show. Uh, me and K-Man rebranded. So we have Sunday in February instead of Home Field Advantage. Uh, Wednesdays at 9, 9.15 p.m. So, oh, and then also... <laughs> Wow, this is so much to talk about. The uh, Madden cast that I do every week, yeah. uh, every Sunday with Jake Jordan at 1 p.m. There's only a couple games left uh, because we we did the 
it, it lined up exactly with when the Bills when the regular season started. So I think there's two, three games left. We we'll have one this weekend. We'll have one next weekend, and then one more. But since the Bills plays Monday, it works out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, follow me on Twitter, JA17 MVP, because he will be the MVP. And so I had to get that before anybody else grabbed it. Uh <laughs> but I want to give a big shout out to uh man Andrew Two Chains, coolest hey. guy in the world. Uh Justin's awesome. Jacob, Jacob, you know I love you, my, my man. Uh talk to Jacob uh a lot more now. And um, you know, we're working together a little bit, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 great to have you. Like, I, I, y'all are my favorite. But I <laughs> said that, okay. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, man. All right, but yeah, you can find me on social media by searching up Two Changs, like uh, Justin just uh, Justice just mentioned. I'm sorry, I keep on mixing those two things up. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm so You're sorry, fine, bro. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining the pod. Um, and hey. If you're listening, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, review our podcast, join the fan base network, be a part of the movement here. We got big, big, big things coming, and uh, we appreciate everything. And if you made it this far, as always, we love you. Go Bills, and have a great day. Go Bills.